7th. It's a Tuesday, and I'm your guest. Nope, I'm your co-host, Kathy Bodarf. And that guy sitting over there in the other chair is Rusty Nixon. Yeah. And we're here to educate and entertain you today. Wow, you're uh, <laughs> you're excited. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to What's Your Opinion. I don't know. I, I think it's I might be tired today for some reason. I'm not sure. No, it's, everybody's exhausted. Yeah. It's, it's been a long couple of weeks. You know, it's winter, only getting longer. Winter could just get over with at any time right now, I think. I, I'd be happy with that to happen. <laughs> I'd just be happy to, I don't know, slow down a little bit. Life moves too fast, Kathy. We Life to, goes too fast. We need to stop and smell the roses. We need to stop and watch grandsons wrestle. We need to stop and do things like that, you know? Yes. Stop and smell the mat, it's, so to speak. You, you know, know, it's so funny. I We are we're going to Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and we're leaving tomorrow afternoon to go watch our grandson wrestle in the NCAA Division Two championships our 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 little david (laughs) who is bigger than i am now but our little david um is a freshman at lander university and his college is actually second in the nation um and this is only the third year that they've had wrestling at this college and our grandson is fourth ranked fourth in the nation and so we're going to go out and watch David wrestle in the national championships. And it's, I just printed out this morning on their Lander website. They, they've done a fantastic job. They have a special, they've created a little special Facebook page for parents. And right now there are at least, we have a block of 45 tickets that are going. And on Friday we have to dress in blue. And on Saturday we have to dress in black. And we all sit together in a group, you know, and... I mean, they've done a really great job of getting it, you know, where the boys are staying and all this kind of stuff. So sure. we're, we're excited to go out and see it. But uh, now now we're just trying to figure out we have to go to the airport to pick up Katie and Dave, who are flying in on Thursday. And then wrestling is on Friday and Saturday. So uh, we believe David is flying in. But we I asked my daughter when, and she says, I don't know. What, I don't know for sure. It's <laughs> Okay. She has no worries. I worry, but she has no worries. Well, I would be like, I need to know what flight he's on, what what they're when they're leaving, what time they're getting home. I do know, I do have that information now of where they're staying once they get out there. But um, because we'll ask David, well, where are you staying? Um, I I think it might be a Holiday Inn Express, or I think we might be staying at the Marriott. He never knows for sure where where. Because he just gets on a bus and they take him there. That's kind of, yeah. That's a college thing. Yeah. So, So, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Uh, You know, if he just can get on the podium, that's that will be amazing for us. Well, as a freshman, that's a pretty big accomplishment. I mean, just being on the travel squad as a freshman (laughs) is is an accomplishment because you got got guys that have been there four years and paid their dues. It's their turn. And 
you know. Now, in college, it's a little different. In high school, they'll stay with that until it kills you. But in college, it's like, okay, son, you're not producing. I know it's only the first meet, but goodbye. You're going back. <laughs> you know, yeah. so they'll get a shot. But if they're not there, then that freshman's moving in. It's not. They're not going to hang around. But they will give you a shot. Yeah. I mean, well, the guy who he, whose place he took, um, actually, he just went down a few, uh, maybe six weeks ago, went down in weight he went down to 157 mm. so that he could wrestle and he's going um out to the tournament so he qualified cool. for the tournament too he's not ranked we have seven kids who are nationally ranked on our team um and one we have a we have a first place winner from last year on our team at 141 pounds so. well, it tells you why they're ranked so high yeah. in the nation yeah it's kind of we're, we're excited to see what happens but i'm going to leave rusty alone on thursday and friday well sort of alone um but so you guys got gonna have to help them out. Oh, they don't. They don't care. They're, gonna, they're just gonna let me. They're gonna let me twist in the breeze. Is what oh no, yeah, not at all. That's what everybody does. Nobody likes me, Kathy. You're the you're the star. They don't. Of show. You're the star of this show. Oh, I wouldn't say I'm a star. Eh, I don't know. Maybe the meteor or something, but not a star. <laughs> thing that comes crashing meteor. down on you or something like meteor. that meteor you know? yeah <laughs> <laughs> the asteroid Ooh, that could be good kathy's See? a meteor i like kind of like the asteroid thinking that i'm a big asteroid yeah is that anything like a hemorrhoid <laughs> that is the the axe coming along, Kathy. That's, that's uh that's working. That's working. Yeah. We are going to have a guest, thank goodness. Phew. A little bit later on in the show, we are going to have Mike Burroughs in. We had a commissioners meeting yesterday morning, and so Mike's gonna come in and we're gonna review what happened at the commissioners meeting. Um there is a there's a couple of meetings tonight. Actually, the Plymouth Plan Commission and the BZA meet tonight at seven and seven thirty. The Plymouth Community School Board also meets tonight at seven o'clock in the administration uh, boardroom, which is in that building behind the high school. There, right. Um, on that agenda, they're going to consider the retirement of Kelsey Flynn as the PHS WSOI Wagner School of Inquiry um, secretary. Uh, from that would be effective on June 1st of this year. She'll also then be resigning her position as a Sunshine Club sponsor. So uh, Kelsey's going to retire. Well, I graduated high school with Kelsey. It's about time. I would say that she and I are friends. So yeah, yeah, very That's good. Wonderful to hear. Yeah. Um, they have uh, some other resignations uh, that uh, I, at some of these I I don't know. So I just posted them all up there. Like there's a PHS football assistant, Josh Ding Dingledein. Dingledein. Yeah. Yes. Um, I didn't know if you knew that one yeah. or not, but yeah, the there's a, a PHS board game sponsor and uh, the PHS volleyball head coach, Jonathan Hunt. Oh really? Yes, is resigning. So oh. Um, there's those. There are two terminations they're going to consider. Shannon Hudson, PHS Special Education Aid Intensive Interventions, uh, with an effective date of February 2nd. And Angela Binkley uh, from Menominee Elementary. She's a corporation aid with the termination of uh, March 3rd. 
Uh, during their business transaction portion of the meeting, they're going to consider an appointment of the Riverside Intermediate Assistant Principal. Uh, they'll receive an update on the curricular, curriculum and curricular adoption by uh, Jill Van Driesen, the Assistant Superintendent. Uh, they're going to consider a transportation agreement with Union North United for a student that is receiving services at Basser Home. And I... I don't, I don't understand why how this works, but anyway, that student is going to get to LaVille by 6.30 in the morning, and then LaVille apparently will bring that student to Plymouth uh, when they bring other students, I guess, to Plymouth. Um, and so there there has to be a contract uh, thing for that, and I pay, I think it's $65 a day or something for those transportation services, but they'll consider that. And then on second reading, it's uh, about the meal charge accounts, uh, adjunct teachers, and supplemental pay for teachers. So nothing really big. I don't foresee that meeting being very long at all. I right. mean, in reality, that meeting could probably be 15 to 20 minutes. And then uh, Mitch Mayhorter, the superintendent, is also going to give a legislative update. So, you know, what happens down in Indianapolis does have an impact on our school board. And so I think, you know, it's good to keep up to date of what they're talking about down there and how it's going to affect us here, uh, whether it's, you know, uh, teachers or funding or whatever it could be. So it's kind of nice to have somebody keeping track of right. that, too. Yeah. I know Laura Cryer does that, too, as the PEA representative. So um, I got a press release from the town of Culver. They're going to start their 2023 sidewalk program this this must be a, a program that is just people want on it all the time because it will open at 8 a.m on monday april the third um and your request will be at in the order that they're received and it can't be received any earlier than that or it yeah. doesn't get accepted so i mean it, it's like and what they do this is not a 50 50 program they actually set out they will pay so much per linear foot of sidewalk or per linear foot of curb or of curb and sidewalk. So if you're just doing the sidewalk, it's going to be this price is what we're going to pay for your sidewalk. If you're going to do the curb, which is that rolled thing on the road, and the sidewalk, it, or just the curb, it would be this. And if it's the curb and the sidewalk, it's going to be that. So um, it's not... You pay half and we pay half. It's we're going to pay this much per linear foot and yeah. you're going to pay the rest. So and apparently the way it works, it's basically up to the citizens to hire the contractor, get the plan laid out, get the quote and then submit that. And then the town will look at those and, and consider them as they come in and they will they will accept applications until July 1st. Or until their money runs out. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing. It's totally different than the way we're doing it in Plymouth nowadays. But I remember back in the day in Plymouth with each um, city council member got, I don't know, five or $10,000. 5000 I think, is what it was. $5,000. And they, it was up to the city council person to go around in their district and look at the sidewalks and then determine you know, where they wanted to spend that money, what, right. what was needed, um, which makes it a little more complicated. You know, those people, they don't know about sidewalks and, 
Right. So I, I like that we have a street department now that is doing that themselves. I remember back in the day, my mom and dad did the sidewalk in front of our house on Lincoln Way. And that was back in the day when city had a 50-50 program. Right. So, you know, we paid 50% and the city paid 50% for that. When I started here, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, when I came back to town. So that's been it, a number of years it's ago. It's tra- changed over the years. That yeah. is for sure. Also want to say congratulations to the Plymouth High School speech team this past Saturday. Uh, 19 members of the speech team competed in the National Speech and Debate Association National Qualifying Northeast District Competition. Uh, So 10 team members uh, have now qualified for the Phoenix, Arizona National Tournament that is going to be held in June. Meg Robertson in Dramatic Interpretation, Olive Bunch in Humorous Interpretation, uh, Daryl Herrera and Jonathan Vasquez, as well as Alex DeJarnett and Claire Lewandowski in Duo Interpretation, Anne Blank in Informative Speaking, Cassie Riddle in International Extempt, Gloria Sullivan and Emily Garcia in programmed oral interpretation. So congratulations to them. They are moving forward. You know, we have our speech and debate team at Plymouth High School has in reality been totally amazing. Yeah. We have had some absolutely fantastic. We won the weekend before, I believe, we won our 41st consecutive sectional title. Yep. I mean, that's just amazing when you think about it yeah so congratulations to them um and congratulations to this this couple this pair on sunday march 5th at approximately 8 30 in the evening a deputy with the sheriff's department did a traffic stop uh near us 31 and 11th road and the driver of that vehicle was 47 year old jennifer okay P-O-I-R. I said Poirier. Poirier. Oh, it no sounds idea. French. Well, it's kind of how Poirier. it's spelled. Jennifer Poirier of the 800 block of Jackson Heights Road here in Plymouth, and the passenger was 32-year-old Anthony Norris Jr. of South Bend. Um, so during that traffic stop, K-9 Diesel from the Sheriff's Department came out and did a free air sniff around the vehicle, And obviously, he alerted to the presence of narcotic odors from inside. Uh, They did a search and suspected cocaine was located in that vehicle. Jennifer Poirier. That's what I... Poirier and Anthony Norris were both transported out to the jail. Jennifer was booked for possession of cocaine or a narcotic drug and held on a $1,500 cash bond, while Anthony was booked for an active warrant and held on a $2,700 cash bond so you know if you if you've been out you know being bad you you, you've got to learn how to drive folks i mean they had to have done something you know to make that officer pull them over and it just makes you wonder like what was going on that that officer wanted to stop that vehicle well sometimes i'd like to like uh, it can be such a simple thing like Moving lanes or turning off the road and not using your turn signal is a violation. And you can get stopped for that. So, I mean, it can be such a simple thing. Yeah. (laughs) Or turning on the dope light. 
that's the uh, <laughs> that's the one that you know usually. It's funny. A friend of mine told me that. It's, if you're ever sitting anywhere, want, yeah, don't turn your dome light <laughs> on. Or if there's a if there's a policeman anywhere near you, they're coming over to find out why you turn the dome light on. <laughs> <clears throat> and sure enough, I'm sitting and I needed to what was it? I needed to read something because somebody gave me directions of where oh, I was supposed to yes. go. It was like the middle of the night. You do and things I like that in read, college. Yes. Yeah, it's two in the morning. You're going over to somebody's house to hang out. Um, and so I, I couldn't read the directions of where these guys were, so I turned on the dope light. Ten seconds later, I got a policeman behind me. <laughs> I, I'm just reading the directions of where I'm supposed to Just directions. I understand. I'm sorry. I, uh, I get it. You know. <laughs> just What checking. you doing tonight? <laughs> Make where you sure. been? That's funny. Uh, you know, uh, turning on, just sitting here turning on my dome light to see if he'd come over and say hi. <laughs> I was lonely. I just there wanted to go. talk to somebody. Um, we have another one on Friday about 6.15 in the evening. Uh, the Sheriff's Department got a call about a vehicle that had run off the roadway on US 30 near Rose Road. Uh, they went to the scene. They located the vehicle. The uh, driver was identified as Jay Crow Jr. He's 49 from Fort Wayne. Uh, officers believe that he was intoxicated, so uh, they conducted an operating while intoxicated investigation and eventually booked him into the Marshall County Jail for operating while intoxicated, and he was held on a $1,500 cash bond. So 6.15 in the evening, and he's from Fort Wayne. I'm not, I'm just trying to decide. Was he coming? It doesn't say if he was eastbound or westbound. So was he going home to Fort Wayne drunk? Or had he been drinking at Fort Wayne? Was coming, going somewhere else to be drunk? But at 6.15 in the evening, that's that's early to be drunk, if you ask me. Well, you know, you get thirsty. Driving's thirsty work. Isn't it saying like it's five o'clock somewhere? Meaning yeah. like basically you don't drink until after five o'clock. Well, no, that's saying it's because it's five o'clock. You drink oh. anytime. Oh, it's, it's five, five o'clock somewhere, somewhere in the world. Uh, it's five o'clock. Oh, so you can drink it anytime. Yeah, anytime ah. you want. Okay, okay. Um, also got a press release from Senator Mike Bohatchet. Um, and he had the pleasure of welcoming a group of students from Oregon Davis Junior Senior High School to the State House recently. Uh, the group served as Senate pages for the day. They also got a tour of the State House and met with their legislators that uh, represent them in that area. Um, they talked about, uh, he talked about a little bit about the school administrators and the social study teacher, Sarah Gillard, um, that, you know, kind of prep the kids for this about what this page duty was all about, about the state house and, and, you know, about how our system works and then made sure that all those kids that were going had proper clothing and meals were available for them so that, you know, if some of them couldn't afford it, that there was, they, they weren't left out because of uh, financial restrictions. So I think that's really nice that, uh, you know, that their school, encourages that and yeah. helps people um i do want to know i want to know i do want to know what's going on uh, the marsh county commissioners are going to have an executive session tomorrow at one o'clock at jim clevenger's law office over on west jefferson street in plymouth 
Um, and the purpose of the executive session is to discuss the job performance evaluation of an individual employee, according to Indiana Code. Hmm. Then, following the one o'clock executive session, the commissioners are going to convene in their second floor meeting room of the county building at 3 p.m. for a special meeting. Huh. And that special meeting is open to the public, although there is no agenda for that special meeting. Huh. And I've asked a few people what that special meeting is about, and nobody seems to know what that special oh, meeting sure is about. Oh, I'm sure we'll have a surprise. So. I'm sure we'll have a surprise. Um, Definitely, I, I have uh, I have my backstory concocted in my head. I'm oh, waiting already? to see uh, how close it is. I to want you reality. to write it down, and then we'll tape it closed, and then after it comes out, we'll see how close you were. All right. <laughs> we'll find out that I actually do have ESP. Do you do <clears throat> know some things? Yeah, I do know some things. Okay, I know a lot of things. Um. Also, uh, I almost said senator, attorney. Attorney General Todd Rokita. Uh, yeah, he might as well be a Freudian senator. slip. Yeah. <laughs> it's either that or governor. That's where we're going next. He released the February uh, product recall list. And this one I don't mind because he's actually... Um, doing what he's supposed to yeah, do rather I mean, than, this than is like, suing God. You know, this is like <laughs> warning people about different things that are, you know, have been recalled. So... Um, I think this one is an okay thing. Here's a silver lining cloud activity, Jim. Hmm, trying to see what that is. I'm, I'm so. Oh, it's for kids, and well, it's yeah. like a little cloud with little raindrops hanging underneath it. Oh. The raindrops on the cloud toy with this activity, Jim, can detach from the ribbon and drown them, posing a choking hat oh, hazard. Okay. So. Yeah, there's a, quite a few children's pajamas, children's robe. Oh, uh, children's pajamas are notorious for just bursting into flame here's, for no reason. Yeah, here's one for uh, a, a high chair, swivel chairs, oh, equestrian helmets, uh, liftmaster, my o, o garage door control panel. I, there's just all kinds of things on there. So here's one for a side by side vehicle. So. You know, check it out and and make sure that you don't have any of these products in your house. Absolutely. And that you're safe. Yeah. Also want to let folks know that Marshall County Sheriff Matt Hassel released the February Jail and Sheriff's Department report. The top 10 reasons for individuals being booked into the Marshall County Jail. Number 10 was contempt of court with four people. Uh, probation violation was number six. Nope, was number nine with six individuals. Theft was number eight, and there were eight arrests for that. Number seven was operating while intoxicated. We had 10 people arrested last month for OWI. Uh, number six was possession of methamphetamine. This has jumped up on the list. 14 arrests. Uh, number five, possession of paraphernalia. 16 arrests. Driving while suspended is number four. 17 individuals driving while suspended. Number three, operator never licensed. 18 people. Come on, let's get a license. The number two one was for possession of marijuana. 18 arrests. And the number one reason why people were lodged in the Marshall County Jail in February was, believe it or not, 
the lousy little failure to appear. <laughs> 24 people couldn't remember to get to court on time or at the right day or whatever. And you've won an all-expenses-paid trip to the Marshall County Jail. You'll Where enjoy is three, three hots and a cot. You'll enjoy a beautiful room overlooking the drainage pond. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, let's see what we can say. You know, the guys are in that tower up above looking Man. down over them with, with great security <laughs> or top-notch security. It's a gated community. <laughs> Very good, Rusty. Yeah, thank you. Um, there were a total of 128 bookings into the jail in February. Of those bookings, Bourbon Police made two. Bremen Police had four. The Indiana State Police made 19 arrests. Plymouth had 20 arrests. Uh, Marshall County Community Corrections had two arrests. And the Marshall County Sheriff's Department, 81 arrests. That's a lot. Uh, on March 2nd, this is when they do the population for one specific day, uh, and it goes into the prior month's report. So on March 7th, the population in the jail was 121. Of those inmates, two were serving time on civil charges. One inmate was serving time for a misdemeanor, 26 with felony charges, 29 were sentenced inmates, and 81 were pretrial inmates. They also had nine who were waiting for arraignment and two were being held for another agency. Of the 121 inmates in the Marshall County Jail, 97 were males and 24 were females. So we can see who gets in trouble the most or who gets caught the most. Let's put it that way. <laughs> there you go. I'll be fair about it. Yeah, yeah. The average daily population in February was 116. Six months ago, so going back to August, the average daily population was 145.7. And just one year ago in February, the average daily population in the Marshall County Jail was 165.1. There are also currently 1,317 active warrants out in Marshall County. That could be served at any one time on Absolutely. any individual. Yeah. Uh, Marshall County officers investigated 49 accidents in February. 45 of them were property damage accidents and four were personal injury accidents. Uh, county officers also completed 69 case reports. They did 47 security checks and issued 86 warnings and or citations. So they, they, they increase that quite a bit because usually that's numbers like more in the 30s or, or 40s. So I think feel like that almost doubled this time, which I think it should, you know, if you're seeing somebody do, maybe don't give them a ticket, but give them a warning. Like, uh, hey, when you're changing lanes, you're supposed to be using your turn signal. Right. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the 911 Central Dispatch Center answered 2,216 administrative calls in February and 1,119 911 calls, of which 99.28% of those 911 calls were answered in 10 seconds or less. So, I mean, they are on the ball, quick to take care of that. You know, they realize the importance of that, so... Also want to let folks know down in the Culver community that Surf Internet is beginning the installation 
of the fiber optic internet throughout the corporate's town limits. So uh, construction is beginning on the south side of Culver, and um, they're hoping to give citizens updates, regular updates of where the construction process is along the way. Um, many people are going to see that, you know, we have um, the little flags out there, and you're going to see that big orange spool of conduit that they put in the ground. And I mean, it's going to be a little, you know. Right. <laughs> crowded and sure. you know somebody's in your yard they're digging a hole in your yard but if you want fiber you have to do that so they're going to be moving around all of culver but for the next several months it'll take to get that done um and i will tell you i actually did hear just yesterday at uh, the solid waste district meeting that uh, somebody there from a community was saying that surf had done some work, you know, installation in their community. Right. And occasionally you have to think of how many houses are going by. Occasionally they will hit a utility service, uh, be it a sewer line, a water line, a phone cable, you know, whatever. Um, and so, um, the clerk treasurer down in Culver, Karen Heim, wants to especially let those folks who don't live in Culver year-round know that this construction is going to get started and you need to be aware of when it's in your neighborhood, yeah. even if you don't live there, because there is a slight possibility that they may hit a utility service and there could be uh, consequences for your property. Yeah. Meaning, you know... You could have sewer backup or water backup or, you know, all kinds of things. So she is encouraging them to have a neighbor or somebody who does look, come and check their house uh, during and after that construction process. So just just a warning. But the biggest part about it is, and I'm so excited, is that they're hopefully later this summer, they're going to have great internet service because when I try and watch their meetings online... <laughs> Through their town service is like terrible. I mean, their their service just fades in and out. So the I have volume and then it goes down. Or the picture is there, then it's frozen. And I hear volume, but nobody's moving. And then, you know, I mean, it just, or it goes away. It just totally drops out. And I was like, ah, you know. So I would be so excited for the whole community uh, to be able to get a better internet surface That'd down be in great. Culver. Yeah. yeah, definitely. All right, Rusty, why don't we take our first break of the morning? We're going to be talking with Marshall County Commissioner Mike Burroughs this morning. Had commissioners meeting yesterday, and although the agenda was short and the meeting was short, I actually got to have breakfast after the meeting. Uh, so that was a good thing. Uh, but uh, we'll do a prize giveaway, and then we'll come back and have a discussion with Mike. Swan Lake Burger. Oh, Tuesday night. Swan Lake Fries. Sounds good tonight, actually. Chop House. Swan Lake. Burger. You I gotta have go it. to. Uh, I gotta go to city meetings tonight, or I'd go get a burger. <sighs> well, you'd have to be caller number six too if you yeah. want that burger. What's the number? Five seven four nine three six four zero nine six. Five seven four nine three six four zero nine six. Caller six. Getting some uh, chop house stuff, so make sure you dial now. 
Today, Plymouth resolved to make stronger connections with Surf Fiber Internet. Right now, get two free Eero Wi-Fi routers with gig speed. And with all speed plans, you can add on-home phone for just $10 a month. Unlike the other guys, there's no contracts, hidden fees, or annual rate increases ever. Don't miss out. Call 844-955-SURF or visit surfinternet.com to make the switch today. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Dr. Rick here. If you find yourself getting particular about where you get the weather, you may be turning into your parents. Looks like it might rain. Let's see what Corey from Channel 2 has to say. He's something else. I like him better than Harris from Channel 5. You could just look up the weather on your phone. I like Corey from Channel 2. Progressive can't help you from becoming your parents, but we can help you compare rates on home insurance with HomeQuote Explorer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. From trees that need planting to decks that need building, you've got a lot to do. And for every digging project, you need to contact Indiana 811 first. Well, now you can just go online to 811now.com. 811now is an online system that lets you complete, review, and submit all of your information in one simple online form. That means less time on the phone and more time for planning your project. So click before you dig and go to 811now.com to fill out the online form. The Co-Alliance commitment to deliver on the best propane service available is unwavering. Their established local quality service is unmatched. Co-Alliance is owned by local farmers and they deliver on the principles of hard work, dependability, and trust. It's not by chance that they've been around for nearly 100 years. It's because of their commitment to the customer. Earn 500 free gallons now when you join the others that have made the change to Co-Alliance propane. Call 317-324-4457 or visit coalliance.com to learn more. It's never over till the listener gives his view here on What's Your Opinion on WTCA in Plymouth. Call now, 574-936-4096, or tell us what you think or text, 574-307-6647. Now here's Kathy and Rusty. Run! He's going to be eating a burger. I'm impressed that you remembered his name even. <laughs> Wrote it down, put the sticky note on the thing. That's how I remember. Put the sticky note. You're good. Make yourself a note. It puts the sticky note on the pay, on the prize or it gets the nose again or whatever that guy says when he's got that yep. guy in the whatever. So We have Marshall County Commissioner Mike Burroughs with us this morning. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. How are you? I am good. You uh, are recuperating. I am recuperating. Had uh, rotator cuff and muscle repair surgery uh, a week ago Friday. So, um, yeah. getting. I, I'm pretty impressed. He actually put his headphones on with two hands. Like you could even move your arm, yeah, arm the, up that the, high. Uh, the surgeon said uh, of rotator cuff, if you're going to have a rotator cuff injury, you had the best kind. Oh. So I didn't know there was a varying degree of, you know, worst to best. But um, 
is still not going to be able to play golf this summer, which is the oh worst my worst part about this whole thing. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to be able to um, breeze through the airport without the sling on in a couple weeks uh, as we head to Florida. So that that's the better news. And uh, but yeah, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good according to the physical therapist. Um, they're treating me kind so far, um, but we're taking it easy right now. It, it's going to get ugly here when they start working on strengthening it. Uh, you know, 67 year old with atrophy in the arm is not good. Well, I'm just glad believe- it's my left shoulder. <laughs> yeah, but your golf game. What are I you going to do this summer? I know it's it's going to be. Uh, maybe I can just take the putter out and just putt. You know. Yeah. I, so I we'll, we'll we'll try something. I don't know, especially on some of those tournaments oh. that you like to participate exactly. in. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm coming. Yeah. I, I'll be the driver, but <laughs> not going to drive. Yeah. As in yeah. swing the club and drive. Exactly. But well, cool. Well, I'm glad you got it taken care of, and I just sad that it had to mess up your yes, your favorite well, season. Yep. That's but what happens. At least when you go to Florida, just think you can lay out there and yeah. you don't have to worry about going to the golf course. You just can lay at the beach and yep. get some sun. Yeah. Have my granddaughter bring me stuff. You know. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Feel sorry for Papa. I mean, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so we had commissioner's meeting yesterday. Um, it was a shorter meeting. Yes. And it was, we were short a commissioner. Marshall County Commissioner Kevin Overmeyer was not at the meeting. Yeah, he was uh, he was out of the country, and uh, hopefully he's having safe travels back uh, to Marshall County uh, today. And uh, we'll get to see him tomorrow in our executive session that we're having. Very good. And then you're having a special meeting at 3 o'clock, too. That is also uh, correct. And that will be uh, live-streamed, please, because I'm not going to be there. Okay. I'm going to be on my way to Iowa to watch my grandson wrestle in the college now. I heard that so, you were going to be uh, yeah. watching some wrestling. So it's like, oh, please, or at least get it podcast up, which yeah. I love that you guys podcast it so people can go back at their leisure and be able to see what happened in the meeting. Well, and that's how I watched uh, the meeting the, the Monday after my surgery. Um, I was not able to be there um, because I couldn't drive and... and <laughs> And I was on drugs. Yeah, I was on drugs, but I, I was able to watch the meeting, and and so that yeah, it's a great thing, um, and I, and I remind viewers that it's very easy um, to get oh, on yeah. and watch the live uh, meetings that you want to uh, via the Marshall County app, and uh, Clyde and Ward and uh, Faith. Um, all are the administrators of that, along with our human resource uh, director, and. Um, it, it it's a good thing. I, I mean, yes. I was able to watch the whole thing. And um, so at yesterday's meeting, since Kevin wasn't there, I asked the question. I said, <laughs> well, can I even approve the minutes since I, since I wasn't there? But I was I was there virtually. <laughs> and so Jim thought it would be okay, Mr. Clevenger. So I uh, made a motion to approve the minutes. <laughs> well, yeah, because otherwise we would not have approved minutes until – yeah, came neg- back yeah exactly so that we have two well yep. i i love being able to have that uh opportunity to be able to either watch it live when it's happening um sometimes i i, I can't be there for whatever reason but right. i have that or or i have something like if i'm on the board when rusty's gone then i can't be watching and operating the board at the same time but i can go back later that day then and watch that meeting 
and and get everything that's happening exactly um, and it's kind of nice for you guys actually to be able to watch that because you get a, a kind of a different view right of the meeting and, and you know like when we ask people to come to the table that's because there's microphones on the table if they're talking from the back in the audience it's a little hard to understand or yes. hear them yep so um just little things that you kind of learn as you're watching that meeting oh we we need to try to do this or right we, exactly that, that, that's the only thing that doesn't happen sometimes if we have a presentation on the screen that part does not come up right, um, right. and i know sean down at the city office he does know how to put that on but he has to be there to right to do it right I, that's something i'd like to see eventually fortunately i don't have to watch him very often but yeah. thursday night i'll be in iowa so i'm going to have to watch the the county council meeting uh from my hotel room that night there instead you go. of being at the meeting but that's okay yep so commissioners meeting yesterday we kind of changed up the schedule just a little bit to accommodate judge sarber uh who was there he wanted to come and talk about project hope anybody who's really paid attention to the news in the last couple of weeks uh, project hope has really jumped into the spotlight um to because the committee is going around to the different governmental units and asking them to consider donating pledging their opioid settlement money to project hope because the funding this this million dollar grant that was achieved by beacon health uh, is running out later this summer and the services that they've been providing to help people who are addicted um, not just to opioids, which right. is why, where it started, but um, to other drugs, too, um, has really proven to be positive. But their funding is running out. And so this opioid settlement money is available. And it, it, it sounds fantastic when, when we say, I think Marshall County has over $116,000 in the first two years of the settlement money. But... The first year was higher. The la the second year was much lower. Oh yeah, and it's not going to get any higher. It's exactly. going to dwindle down uh, as the time goes on. But they're just right now asking for the first two years. Right. And uh, so, uh, Judge was there to talk a little bit about Project Hope, um, and the services. Uh, two of the main things that they do uh, with the funding from Project Hope is provide uh, peer counselors which initially was set up um, to help um, to help those leaving the jail who weren't going into uh, community cross or cross community oh community corrections corrections yes those two words go together <laughs> or probation um, was trying to help them stay on the straight and narrow it is expanded now the services they they provide it to people who are on probation who are on community corrections um, folks who are coming out of the jail and just need help staying on the straight and narrow um, and then the second one that they spend a lot of their money on is for transportation so those folks who uh, get out of the jail and have to report to you know community corrections once a week or whatever right uh, a lot of times those people have lost their privileges to drive or they don't have money they can't afford to drive um and so instead of not being able to go because you don't have transportation you don't have money they actually provide those services for folks right and, and an example was given um one of the ways this helps is one of the uh, persons um 
who was uh, sentenced and, and had to meet with uh, their weekly meeting. Uh, their car wouldn't start. They didn't have transportation, so they called their peer coach, and the peer coach says, well, wait, I'll just come to you. And so rather than, you know, and that fulfilled the meeting obligation. So rather than getting a citation uh, for not keeping up their end of the bargain with that, that meeting, uh, the peer coach was able to document that he did meet or she, he or she met with that person and fulfilled the, the meeting requirement of their sentencing. It, it, it's been a wonderful thing. And the neat part about it, too, is that... Um, FFS, FFSA um, is also ha has a grant opportunity out there. So if um, we've submitted for our county, have submitted a, a grant application for it. Um, and I know Linda Yoder was there also talking about this. And she said the two things that their grant was really looking for was collaboration. And so we Project Hope is nothing but collaborating of different all kinds of the hospitals, the schools, um, you know, community corrections, the Bowen Center. There's tons of collaboration going on there. And they wanted to see uh, governmental support. And so we already know that the city of Plymouth has designated their money. Culver has designated their money. Bremen has designated their funds um, to help this. Bourbon is on board, but they haven't had a meeting yet. Same thing with La Paz and Argus. They haven't actually got the official request in a public meeting to make that but they are all supportive they know it's coming down the pike and so this was the county's opportunity um to show their support correct and and when the opioid settlement has come about there are restricted funds and there are unrestricted funds and this is a vital um good use of the restricted monies uh to give them to project hope um, and, and that goes through the uh, United Way is the tool, even though it's Beacon Health, uh, it, it's through the um, instrument of United Way uh, because they're already set up and organized. And so that's why Linda Yoder was, was present uh, along with Judge Sarber and Ward Byers uh, who came up also. And so it, it's a it's the mechanism. I think the FFSA total amount is three hundred thirty six thousand four hundred twenty four dollars. Uh, the county's portion of that is one hundred sixteen thousand ninety seven dollars. And then the the communities are also you know throwing in uh, whatever small amount that they received in those restricted dollars from the opioid settlement. I actually looked up a couple of them yesterday. Um, Plymouth's donating or giving $85,840. Uh, Bremen's is $33,508. And Culver's share is $18,344. So yep. it, it's still good money. When I talked about how it's going to drop down as it goes on, though, uh, or the county's 2022 opioid settlement was $100,715. The 2023 settlement is $15,394. <laughs> I mean, that that's a major drop. So, and, and it, it's going to go down from that 15000 Now, uh, there was a request or the, the comment was made that after this, if you still, because this goes on until twenty. 38, I think it I was. I believe that's it's correct. It's 38, I think. Yeah. And, and so 
they can still, if they want to, because it's restricted money, you can only, it, it's so restricted on how you can actually use that money that it is probably easier for you to give it to this organization. Correct. So, because they can use it the right way and you yes. you don't get in trouble for it. And we stay yeah. in good with state board yeah, accounts. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, you know, eventually this is going to dwindle down to a couple thousand dollars. But Correct. Um, the opportunity w- is that you can actually, in 2024 and 25, you can continue to donate those if you want to. Well, um, and, to help out. and also, it, it's good that the community and the, and the government, uh, the government entities, uh, the, the towns and cities in our, in our county, know about Project Hope so that they can budget uh, for this going forward. Uh, should they wish to support this, you know, without this big opioid settlement. Mm-hmm. Now, it, as Mr. Clevenger pointed out, we are going to receive some funds um, from the drug uh, companies, Walgreens, CVS. Um, I think there's one more. But anyway, th- there's those funds will also be coming, and they will, again, be restricted, unrestricted um, use uh, for those dollars that we receive. And so, I mean, uh, the one thing I, th- I found interesting, though, um, so far, Bremen, Plymouth, and Culver have all donated both of theirs, their restricted and unrestricted funds. Um, the county only donated their restricted funds, so you guys kept control of your unrestricted funds. Um, and Stan Klotz, who is president of the county commissioners, um, basically said that, you know, he, he wanted to help, but he didn't want to give all of those funds um because he thought that down the road there may be a request for another program or something and they wanted to have some funding available to help support a, another type of program correct although when it's the unrestricted is it totally unrestricted i mean see and that's that's something that jim's going to have to advise on what we can use the unrestricted funds for um because even though it says unrestricted i'm sure there's some uh, restrictions to it. <laughs> well, if you're getting money, opioid settlement money. Yes. I would think that that money should not go to roads. Right. Um. So you know, that's I would like. I would rather see it maybe go to the health department Correct. or something like that, Correct. where yeah. it has to do with taking care of people or whatever. Yeah, and there's a there's a Senate bill four that's out there that I'm sure Stan is alluding to that um, is going to uh, help. Uh, the county retain local control of uh, give local control to the health departments uh, that we may be able to help with the vaping problem that we have in Marshall County uh, or tobacco um, cessation uh, throughout the county. So I think that that kind of is okay depending on you know and I don't think there's any like um, some of this other money the these ready grants and some of that yeah it's not like Okay, you've got it. Now you got two years. Use it. Exactly. I mean, it, you've yeah. got it, and you can right. you can hold on to it for a while and figure out the right uses for it. So, yep. we'll see where things go from there. Um, so, next on the agenda was Jason Peters from the Highway Department. Uh, you did a couple of NIPSCO work in the right of ways. They're they're continuing. They have been working long and hard on pole replacement projects. Yeah. All over this county. Yeah. I don't know how much NIPSCO paid for new polls, <laughs> but it's been a ton of money. It certainly has. Um, there's also been a request for a vacation of Douglas Road 
uh, north of 106 along the cemetery. I don't know. This is going to be up around the Bremen area yeah. somewhere. Um, and so just a, a heads up, Jason was giving you guys that that's on the coming up. Yep. And then Bernie um, Tweeney from Whiteman Associates was there. He also had a vacation request. Kind of went through the whole thing of where it was. It's down at the lake and all the, and then it's like, well, there's a, a, a proper procedure that we go through. And, and Attorney <laughs> Clevenger did a, a very uh, politically correct uh, response <laughs> and said, Bernie, I'm sorry to tell you this, but um, this should go through the planning uh, commission or the planning uh, department and let them bring it, uh, have a public hearing in the planning department and then bring it to the commissioners for a public hearing, um, which, you know, people say, well, government moves so slow. Well, you have to have proper notification. And even though I'm sure they have notified everybody in Culver that has an interest in this alleyway, uh, I'm going to call it, um, <laughs> yeah. and, and they've all agreed and no one's, you know, you, you still have to have uh, your T's crossed and your I's dotted uh, when it comes to uh, proper notification, verification, and public hearings. It, it's just follow the procedure. Yes. I mean, it would have been great for Bernie to be able to just yes. zip through that and yep. give him that yesterday. But there, there are operating procedures that we go through, and, and you got to follow the procedures. Yep. And so. not that we're against it. No. I mean, you know. No, not at I'm all. I'm sure it'll fly through, but... Um, it's just the way it goes. They own on both sides of this alleyway that is yes. unimproved. Yes. So, I mean, it's it's really no biggie, but you just got to go through the proper channels. Yep. That's all there is to exactly. it. Exactly. And we also want to make sure that there's no uh, drainage tiles underneath yeah. it. And so you get Craig Kultice involved in that in the in the planning uh, commission process also. Uh, Jason also gave you guys a, a quick rundown on a bunch of bridge projects. Um, I only wrote down a couple of them. Um, one of them is the Elm Road project, and the, there is a Smith parcel there that you are trying to acquire for that bridge project, and they declined the first offer that the county put in, right. which is basically, I mean, it's not like you guys sit around the table and go, oh, how about $1,500? Yeah, it's or, not like I mean, we roll the dice like Rusty does and say, okay, <laughs> we're going to offer 2000 Nope, it came up number four. It's 4000 <laughs> Well, it depends on what dice you use. <laughs> oh, yes, okay. <laughs> I mean, these may give your money to some evil cause, which you don't, you don't want. Well, now, these other ones will be okay. These okay. normal dice, but okay. the, the pointed ones here that look like satan's horns uh they may be a dangerous way to roll there you go so. speaking of evil causes um during, <laughs> well during this conversation the word condemnation came up which oh, is an yes, evil did. saying uh for folks in government yes it dealing with is. government yes and so uh, basically they came back to you with a counter offer that was much higher than what you guys had offered to them. And so basically it's like we're way far apart. There I don't see where we're going to be able to come together here. So the question was, do we begin the process of condemnation? At that point then, once that process gets underway, the county can come back and make a, a higher offer if they want to, but not until we start the condemnation process. So that that's going to 
and that, correct. And that's when um, we motioned and approved for the condemnation to start. And so Jim will start that process, and then we can make offer, counter offer uh, with the, the property owner. And um, this, I don't know, I mean, I know this is on Elm Road, and I assume it's over the Yellow River, um, but I'm not, I'm not, Elm Road is going to be east of here, um, and the Yellow River would be south of here, I, I don't know. Um, but anyway, apparently it's a curve in right, the road, right. and so you're going to be, you, you're actually taking more property from, from the other adjacent side. property yes. owner. Um who has already agreed yes. to to their settlement for that. Uh, and so it's like this one little piece is holding us up. And what you want to do is straighten that out a little bit and Correct. not have it so curvy. So, I mean, that's why they're making this uh, major change there, too. So we'll see where the process goes. But, yes. You know, condemnation, boy, I can just go back uh, to the Ralph Costello. Oh, yeah. On the corner of Jefferson and, and um, Oak Drive now. There. <laughs> Remember, I was assigned to that story. Uh, yeah, Stacy Creasy said, "I want to give you job security because <laughs> you, you, you've just been named our Ralph Costello editor." So, uh, Thank you. yeah, yeah. Thank, thanks, Stacy. Um, Jason also gave you guys some information on uh, the Bridge 120, which is on Upas Road, and Bridge Number 87, where I don't know where it is right now, but I'll find out. Um, and so that process is going to get moving forward, but they haven't gotten the contractor picked for that yet. And the Indiana brown bat season starts April 1st. So to do Rusty, those, did you a, know? They got a great team this year. They <laughs> might, they might the actually bats. win the World Series. I, I think they're a, a home run hit. I tell you what, <laughs> I did not know that we had a Indiana bat season until I became a county commissioner. And so you cannot take down trees, shrubs, you know, right away along these rivers once the brown bat season starts. So it's, it's kind of like... Uh, you know, in Florida, uh, spring training, uh, once that spring training starts, don't interrupt my spring training because I've got season tickets. I'm just kidding. But anyway, um, so he brought for us a uh, contract from Cox Wood Removal uh, for $35,000, uh, which we approved for the go ahead and get that right away cleared so it doesn't delay the, the process of getting the uh, contracts, you know, done and starting construction on those two bridges. Yeah. So, I mean, and so uh, the highway department will use their funding and their budget to cover the, this cost uh, for this portion of the project, but they have to have those trees down by April 1st and yes. we are running out of time. Um, and Cox wood removal is not new. They have done some other they projects. They did it on King road for us and so did a great job um, with that right away uh, clearing. So, yeah, good company. Um, also, Jason presented, and you guys did approve, the 2023 road plan. Which I thought we had done before, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I guess it needed to be done formally. So we did it formally, and uh, it, it's approved. It's about 102.25 miles of roads that we have in the pipeline um, for 2023. Um, you know, Weather always, per, you know, weather permitting, contracting permitting, because it 
that includes the community crossings. That includes everything. So not all of it's new paved. Some of it's chip and seal. You know, it, it's it's maintenance of what we have plus repairs um, and, and improvements. Uh, so 102.25 miles of That's roads. That's pretty good when you talk about 900 miles. Yes. But it does show you that it's going to take nine to ten years yes. before anything, you know, basically you come around again. Yes. So it, it does take time, and it takes a lot of money. Oh. And actually, in his road plan, he, is over he budget. doesn't have enough money right yes. now. Yep. So we'll yeah. see how things go there. Correct. Um, I didn't, oh, I, I just printed out the agenda for the uh, county Council. council's meeting, but I there was a million a request for a million dollars from ARPA funds uh, for road projects for this year that they would have to approve. And I'm guessing that is on the agenda for Thursday night's meeting, but I haven't looked at the whole meeting yet yep. to see. I just printed it out and that this morning, so I will look at that and see. Uh, Jason also gave you guys a list of some parts and pieces <laughs> that he wants to liquidate. Yeah, there, there are two pieces of equipment that we no longer have, and so we have parts and pieces for those. Uh, one is a uh, Tiger mower part and John Deere tractor parts. And uh, the Tiger mower we don't use anymore. The John Deere tractor we don't have anymore. And so those parts are, uh, we're going to uh, list those for sale. Um, we may get a few hundred dollars. Maybe it'll be less, I'm sure, than uh, $1,000. But anyway, <laughs> uh, that he had that list provided for us, and we uh, approved, motioned and approved to go ahead and sell those uh, parts. And he's going to actually do a, a sealed bid process. Um, he'll, he'll put that, we'll get that information out. People will bid on it, and then yep. we'll open those bids uh, in one of your public meetings and award that. So we'll see what goes from there. Uh, Faith Freed from the health department was there. She uh, uh, asked you guys uh, about applying for a grant. Um, it's immunizations and vaccinations uh, a grant in the amount of two hundred and seven thirty seven thousand dollars that's it's a lot of money but um this one will provide the supplies that will help fund the supplies uh the media promotion for it and also the contractual services so she can hire some outside nurses to work for the health department and provide these vaccines um, because our health department isn't that big where they can no. <laughs> keep running around all over the place and, and giving shots and vaccines to everybody exactly uh, you, you, they need a little help and so this contractual service part of it has become very helpful yes uh for them and obviously all they're trying to do is make sure that anybody and everybody in this county who wants Once, to be vaccinated yes. can have that opportunity to be correct. vaccinated correct which i need to get vaccinated i need to get a covid booster and I haven't done that. But see, I, and I can't do it now because I'm going to Iowa and I don't want to take a chance of yeah, coming down with something. So I'll do it when I get back. Remind me, Rusty. I need to so, do that when I come back. <clears throat> okay, I, I will do that. So Better put uh, that on a sticky note. When are they? Good idea. <laughs> I will do that right now. Vaccination. Oh, I, I have a sticky note on my desk, too. I want to say good morning to Chris. I think Chris is listening to the show this morning. Her and her husband listen most mornings to the show. So good morning, Chris. Uh, morning, Chris. Yeah, good morning, Chris. And don't forget to get your vaccination. Yes. 
Uh, I got a little note here. To Thank tell you. you that. Now, Thank when you. when are they coming in to fill me full of drugs? I don't know. I'll get a hold of them. Maybe well, they I can want do everything. You and me. I want the whole thing. <laughs> I want COVID. I want flu. I want rubella. <laughs> give me measles. Give me strep oh, throat and whooping cough. What's the one that on your back um, and it hurts really bad? Is <clears throat> shingles. oh the shingles? Shingles. Yeah. Shingles. Shingle. yeah. Just and bring that's them a all. that's a double shot. I think. Ugh. I haven't had that one either. I, that looks. I don't know. That just sounds scary to me. But you got to go to a pharmacy, I guess, to get that. My doctor's office wouldn't give it to me. Jim, yeah. Jim got it up at the VA. The first one up at the uh, VA has got to go back and get the second one. Yeah. Just saying, yeah. you're going to give me one. Bring them all. <laughs> just just me shoot me everything. up. Load me full of drugs. I'm give okay me a with shot. It. I'm, I'm a tester. I'm a drug tester. I, I would only be that way if it could all be in one shot. Yeah. One needle. Yeah. I don't want multiple. No, pokes. I don't care. Yeah. You don't just, mind just, just shoot me up like a pin cushion. I'm okay with that. Oh, boy. He's going to look like hey, a porcupine. <laughs> nothing good comes without a little pain. Just going to tell you that. Oh, that sounds like something your dad would say. No, <laughs> uh, he'd yeah. just say you got to have a lot of pain. That would be that would be the bottom line. There. And then he'd say just rub it off. <laughs> yeah. You're good to go. Rub some dirt on it. Get out there. <laughs> I never th- realized what rubbing dirt on anything yeah. would do. I don't know why. Just, you know, why that even came up. Yeah. I don't know. Research that. <laughs> yeah, please. Well, we've got Google. I'll go do that. You guys continue. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, Clyde Avery, the EMA director, was there next. I, I have to tell you, I am really, really concerned. Clyde is going to be leaving at the end of next month. And... Um, you know, I can't even tell you how many emails uh, and uh, on the on the Marshall County app, the messages that go up on there from him about, you know, the the snow that we had this weekend, the blizzard, the tornado we had last week, flood warnings. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's crazy, and um, I don't know. I, you guys have put out. Um, we have received some applications. Okay, well, and that's a plus. That's one of the things that. Uh, Tomorrow's uh, meeting executive in the executive session, session is personnel uh, discussion is Good. about the EMA position. Uh, I know, and, there, and there's a, this fear because the county basically, we've been very fortunate, the county now pays half of his salary um, and the other half comes from the state because Clyde has been very efficient at making sure that we qualify for that to come back to us. Um, and. He's going to have, the, whoever, if somebody steps into that position, those are going to be some pretty big shoes to fill. Yes. Um, so I, I'm worried about that. He did talk uh, just a little bit. He held a tabletop uh, experience uh, for schools, uh, and he said it's so crazy when we just had the tornado <laughs> last week, and then yeah. we had the snow going on this, and then we also have flooding. Three things in one week, basically, in Indiana. And um, disappointed in the turnout for that. Uh, he said Plymouth schools were well represented. Uh, they had only one person from law enforcement there. Um, and then Zach was there from the sheriff's department. And, you know, just did not feel like people were taking it as seriously as they should. And it's, it's been an ongoing issue with uh, the involvement in our EMA uh, advisory group. Um, and the, let me stress this, that if something happens in our county, it's not that any individual town or, or city um, cannot withstand something like happened in Napanee when they got wiped out by the tornado mm-hmm. a few years ago. 
And, and so they're going to rely on uh, county funds uh, and FEMA or somebody to help them. And unless we get everyone's participation, we run the chance of the state not reimbursing us for any of those costs. Now, I will say, on the other hand, that the state has upped their value of uh, damage that has to be done in order to qualify for any aid. But at the same time, Clyde, like you said, Kathy, does a very good job of crossing the T's and dotting the I's so that we are in a position to apply for uh, state and federal dollars for relief from any kind of disaster that would or could occur within our county. Yeah, and, and so people really need to take that serious. And when you sit on a committee and you're the committee representative for this kind of stuff, you should be attending these meetings because that those are some of the check marks that Clyde does that gets the county's reimbursement of his salary too. So Correct. Um, you, if he can show participation, yes, that that's an important thing. Um, he did say that the schools, you know, they were able to, to kind of go over their contingency plan and see some things that they needed to work on, which right. is a good thing. But. Yes, and we also discussed with Clyde. Um, and there was a very good article in the. Uh, Plymouth Pilot. Pilot newspaper about the train disaster um, that happened and with with the train tracks that roll through Plymouth <laughs> um, that could happen here and and so uh, Clyde did a very good job of explaining uh, what would happen what could happen and what the mitigation process was uh, should it happen uh, being an instant command center would be set up information would be shared with uh, residents and the public and uh, working with the law enforcement and EMTs, uh, paramedics in, in our area to keep the people safe. And I think sometimes I think people don't understand exactly. When we have an emergency like that, you're not going to see Clyde at the emergency. No. He's in the office and the people at that emergency are calling him and saying, Clyde, I need a backhoe. Clyde, I need a helicopter. Clyde, I need some chainsaws those kind of things and then he's back in the office going through his list he's created a list of you know where to find different things that you might need in an emergency situation and he's on the phone he's making calls and and trying to get what is needed uh, for that particular emergency i think a lot of people you know they think that clyde's going to be out there oh we're having a flood so he's going to be out there filling sandbags yeah. <laughs> no that's not He's supposed to make sure that the county highway has the sand sandbags. and bags. Yes. And then he can put out the message that sand and bags are available. You need to bring your own shovel. Um, you know, th that kind of stuff. So Clyde is the uh, county's chief facilitator. He facilitates information. He distributes yes. information to all of us about what's happening in the county, what could happen in the county, uh, so that we are better aware and have a plan in place for a uh, continuity of operations, as he likes to call it. Definitely. But in his case, so he's basically just the preparation guy. His whole thing is to prepare for these things exactly. before they happen. And to communicate yeah. with the towns and the yeah. county so that we have thought out, okay, right. if the county building gets wiped out, what are we going to do? Right. And, and who do we need to get staged first? Well, it's coming up on tax season. So you better have a place for the treasurer yep. and the auditor to go 
because those are the two things. People still want to get paid. Yeah. And people want to pay their taxes. Right. And, and, or they don't want to pay their taxes. <laughs> but they have to. <laughs> but they yeah. have to. And so you, you've got to make a place and a way to make that happen. Yeah. yeah. that's uh, It's, it's going to be interesting. Um, and then you are going to have uh, a special meeting at 3 o'clock on Wednesday, too. Uh, probably from something that comes out of your executive session, but we'll we'll find out Wednesday. Correct. <laughs> so, uh, next- dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that's the hook hook line there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Next on the agenda was the Marsh County Museum. Sandy Garrison and Mike Miley were there. Uh, she comes quarterly and gives an update on you know how things are going at the museum, how many people are coming through, uh, different events that they are hosting or that they've participated in. Um, you know, sometimes I love that Sandy actually gives a, a little history lesson yeah. too. Yeah. Um, each month yep. or each quarter. So you, you learn something about, and I can't even, I didn't even write it down. I just wrote, I didn't oh, either. Well, I wrote down today's history lesson, bog iron ore. There was a forge at the end of the Twin Lakes area. Down by Baroque somewhere. Yeah, young guy found this and was making iron ore that was going up to South Bend. <laughs> And then the gold rush hit, and he sold it and went out to West and ended up, lo and behold, when it was all said and done, he was one of the top four for the Union Pacific Railroad, the uh, yep. top four owners of that or whatever. And he's from this area, so yeah. kind of a neat thing. Um, and she also thanked you guys, uh, the county commissioners, for the new furnace in the museum. Yep. Had an issue there, and um, you guys have also helped uh, they did a refurb of the train room and just opened it last Saturday. And the, the county did some painting in there. And then they had Ed Langfeld and a crew from him with him came in and reworked the train layout, made sure all the switches and dot lights come on and the whistles blow and they cleaned the track and all of that kind of stuff. Um, because our, our train couple that used to be there, the Davises, are, are no longer. They have retired now. And so uh, we have to have some new people step yep. up in to become the train room operators. So, um, and Mike Miley did talk a little bit about the fantastic staff at the museum and the ever-changing exhibits. I mean, you have a museum, you have all this old stuff, but you have to change things up every once in a while. I mean, or, or why are people going to come and see you? Stop exactly. And see you. So yeah. Um, and, he, and then he also talked a little bit about the volunteers that they have and. Uh, Sandy talked about the number of volunteer hours uh, that they have. It, it's pretty amazing. Um, then we had the county attorney's report, and Jim wrote down or mentioned uh, the county got a notice from Catherine Casper home that they're going to close at the end of the month. This is we've been. T- this is actually I I can remember I was in the car driving to Gulf Shores, Alabama, with Laura, uh, Laura Mann when it was announced that they were going to close. So that was in October. Yeah. So, but because they're closing, they have to notify the County. And so um, that official notification came through there. Um, He also said he's working on a workman compensation matter uh, at the County highway department. And other than that, he really didn't have uh, a lot of news for us to go over. Nope. Um, We didn't have what I would consider really any public comments. Although we did have a department head show up during the public comments, right? He John wasn't Greer. John. John wasn't on the agenda, but we worked him in because it needed to get uh, taken care of. Um, the jail um, has ten 
HVAC units on the on the rooftops, and we we've replaced four of them, and now we want to replace uh, and we're trying to be proactive and not wait for them. <laughs> Uh, to, to die, die, uh, because when they die, the county tends to get sued. Inmates don't like it if they're too hot or too cold, and so um, we're looking to replace two units uh, at this time. And then uh, John also asked for permission to get a bid on two more units for next year, um, because these units are taking 25 weeks to deliver. <laughs> and you have to do it in the spring when it's neither not too hot and not too cold. And so uh, he presented uh, those two um, bids. Uh, one was from HG and the other one, I forget who it was from. Kathy, you probably got it written down. I, I, don't, I didn't write it down, but he gave me the bids. But so. the, the low bid was 100. Ideal consolidated. Ideal. And uh, the low bid was awarded to HG for $157,145. A motion was made to approve that and to move forward. That's for the two units now. Um, And John did say when he asked for this, um, I think it was last year, um, that the price has gone up about $20,000, $25,000. And he expects the same thing will happen with the next two units uh, because of inflation and the cost to get those units uh, and the cost of materials. So, um, yeah, we're going to get two new units. And and they will be, won't be installed until this fall. Correct. It, like, typically, like, in late September, October, oh, yeah. when the weather is kind of not too hot and not too yep. cold. So Because it, it, it does take uh, heating and air conditioning out, and these are over the – now, it's not quite as bad because these are over the booking area – and the kitchen area um but you know you don't want to be hot in the kitchen either and you have inmates working in the kitchen yep so um they do it either in the spring or in the fall where the weather so these ones he just ordered are going to be for this fall correct and then the next ones he's going to order are going to be for next spring right he's looking that far ahead which is really a positive to yes you know to be proactive but it is not a, a cheap endeavor either. no it's not <laughs> but you got to think we put 10 of them up there all at the same time yeah i mean realistically they could all poof at the same time so being able to gradually work these out Correct. is the smart way to go and then get them on a rotating basis yes. instead of everything all at once right you don't think about that when you build a brand new building like nope that. <laughs> but that building's 15 years old now i think yeah it's got to be at least 15 maybe yep. closer to 16 yeah now. So that covered uh, our commissioner's meeting. Yes. Um, trying to think if there's anything else that we should ask you. I, well, you haven't been biking lately. Haven't been biking. Haven't been golfing. Uh, haven't been doing much of anything other than, you know, I can't lift. I'm supposed to take it easy. And uh, I'm not one to just take it easy. I, You know, fortunately, it's March Madness. So there's plenty of basketball on TV. <laughs> Um, so that helps uh, pass the time. But you, you plan on doing your rehab? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> my my son had that operation. Uh, actually, oh. his was on the labrum. He oh. didn't do his his uh, his rehab. Oh, I've been doing it. Oh, uh, I'm young. I don't need to do that. Well, about uh, two months later, he 
was having trouble lifting his arm over his well, head. Well, that's, that's what I've heard yeah. from people. You know, do the therapy because I didn't do mine, and now I can't yeah. lift my yeah. shoulder <laughs> over my head. Exactly. So, do the um, rehab. Yeah, I've, I've been very faithful doing it two or three times. My granddaughter makes sure. Pops, have you done Have you done your rehab? Let's do your rehab, Pops. Let me see you do it. And so go. she's, uh, you know, my three-year-old. She's, she's on top of Pops, man. She's go. she's gonna be a PT when she grows up. <laughs> well, nothing matter with that. Oh, you know why we got you here? Why don't we talk about your daughter? Oh, she just recently had a major change. Oh, Bright Eyes is in their new building. Um, and and if you haven't been there, even if you don't uh, go to her, uh, which I don't know why you wouldn't. But anyway, even if you don't go to her, go down to the old Gibson uh, building and look what renovation has happened at Bright Eyes. Um, it's at 333 East Jefferson Street, and uh, she's got a great staff and uh, new equipment, um, bright, cheery people working there, and uh, she's she's just tickled to death. Well, it's a so she used to be over on Walnut Street, kind of off, off, yeah, yeah, off the corner. It was uh, Jerry Carl Vansky's building, right? And before that, it was another eye doctor who I have tried to come up with that name, and I can't remember who was there or who Wasn't Jerry. Wasn't uh, his daughter? Oh, it might have been. I think it was. Okay. Yeah. And uh, anyway, um, so yeah, they've moved out of that building. That building is for sale. Um, and if anybody's and, interested, yeah, hold if the anybody, mic, he'll help yeah, you. yeah, <laughs> call Allie and, or call, call my son-in-law Chuck and, uh, Chuck Garman and they'll, they'll get you in there and you can take a look at it. Uh, it's all got upgraded electric from majority builders, um, and, and with the help of NIPSCO. So it's, it's up, up to date, up to code. Um, and so that's at, uh, Walnut street, uh, just kind of catty corner from the uh, police uh, department yeah not bad and her new location is across the street from the boys and girls club yes so and if i remember right the the boys and girls club were at was actually donated that property from gibson correct and then they sold the property and that money then went back into the boys and girls club that is correct so that's kind of a neat thing and Allie has also donated to the boys and girls club office space at the back of the office for them to use uh, which they are not utilizing yet uh, but there are a couple of offices there um and and so uh yeah she's she's doing very well well and 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 very excited i mean we really she totally changed this building i mean she put windows in this building where there weren't windows before and has really made some improvements uh, there new new yeah new everything i mean it it the (laughs) shell is the only thing that remains (laughs) new drywall new windows new equipment new carpeting new new everything and it's it's bright it's cheery and everyone that goes in says, "Wow, what a what a beautiful place!" Fantastic. And so, uh, also want to say uh, congratulations to Kara Still, who just passed the optician's licensing. And so, Kara is the one that'll fit you for glasses and can pick out glasses, and she does a great job. Um, so, congratulations, Kara Steele, uh, on that accomplishments. That's that's one of Allie's staff members. Wonderful. And, yeah. Do you wear glasses, Mike? I wear contacts. Okay, I wondered. Yeah, I, I, as old as you are, I'm I have <laughs> you know trouble with the uh, getting the, in the right. Okay, let me make that font larger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I know what you mean. <laughs> 
Well, good deal. Well, we're glad you that you're up and about and moving around. Well, uh, thank and you. I really appreciate it, and I appreciate everybody's kind kind words on the recovery uh, process and what to do and how to do it. So, uh, getting lots of help and and uh, appreciate that. And um, now you you do hang out at Swan Lake though, don't you? Oh yeah. So you, yeah. you'll still be hanging out there. I'll even still be hanging out there. I'm just I'm I'm not able to lift anything yet. So as soon as they uh, lift that restriction on me i'll be back out there and and greeting golfers and uh be able to get you a golf cart and get your golf bag loaded for you and welcome you to the course and say go hit one for me yeah please yes. i'm missing it today good deal what, so you, you can't play with one arm oh well i could i've seen that happen oh, you know yeah. i mean those guys get out there um, one arm one leg and they're probably beat the crap out of me <laughs> gary hinton uh, from the academy oh plays yeah with one arm yeah and, and my old man used to play with him he said man he is good yeah yeah those so, guys yeah yeah i i'm not good with two arms i don't know what i'd be like with one <laughs> I, we thought maybe that's why you were getting the surgery you wanted to improve your golf game well so you I, had to work on the i don't shoulder. know i i'm hoping you know and my my golf partner carl crathwell is hoping it improves it <laughs> there, there you go well, you thank you for taking some time and coming in and spending with us this morning. We appreciate thank it. Thank you very much. And uh, Kevin, if you're listening, because I got a text <laughs> from you, I uh, hope you're having safe travels back to Marshall County, buddy. All right, Rusty, we'll take a break. And when we come back, uh, we'll chat a little bit more, and then we'll wrap things up. All right, let's go. Hey, Plymouth, resolve to make stronger connections with Surf Fiber Internet. Right now, get two free Eero Wi-Fi routers with gig speed. And with all speed plans, you can add on-home phone for just $10 a month. Unlike the other guys, there's no contracts, hidden fees, or annual rate increases ever. Don't miss out. Call 844-955-SURF or visit surfinternet.com to make the switch today. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Progressive presents an ad from mom. What does it say here? Bundle your home and auto insurance with Progressive and get protection around the clock. You know what? I'm sorry. I, I think it should be around. <laughs> what are you signaling? Me? To stop talking? Oh, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll stop talking. No, just had to tell me. That's all you have Get round-the-clock protection when you bundle and save with Progressive. It's easier than getting your mom to make this radio ad. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Once upon a time in a convenience store, a woman asked, which zero-calorie drink will I like more? The cashier said, I have a thought. Coke Zero Sugar always hits the spot. The taste made her heart fill with laughter, and with her Coke Zero Sugar, she lived happily ever after. Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, unbelievably delicious. No trip to the store is complete without the unbelievably delicious zero-calorie taste of Coke Zero Sugar. Montgomery Well Drilling Incorporated has proudly served the Plymouth area for more than 40 years. Owners Kelvin and Tim have a highly trained team dedicated to the highest levels of customer service and workmanship. With expertise in rotary well drilling, submersible, and jet pump repair and installation, they also offer 24-hour emergency service. So for all your well needs, call Montgomery Well Drilling Incorporated, 936-6239, where 100% satisfaction is a must. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811.
Every park, every cafe, you will find them there. No eyes raised to greet us, they just scroll and they stare. Friends beside them are distant, each entranced by soft lights. Till heads grow heavy and their batteries drain, sometimes well into the night. Kinda all look like zombies, enchanted by handheld spells. Caught up in a world by themselves, unblinking like Cher and type LOL. One gets up and they amble. Just get out of their way They shuffle slowly with their eyes transfixed Just put your phone away Watch out or your cell phone will transform ya In front of your face In front of your face Stuck in cyberspace The phone lines are open now. Call 574-936-4096 or text 574-307-6647. Let's get back to what's your opinion on WTCA in Plymouth. Here's Kathy and Rusty. You want to talk, just press send. A million followers You come up with some unusual ones. Hotel telephone zombies. <laughs> in the style of the eagles yes, ladies and gentlemen yeah hey rusty i want to let you know it's national cereal day okay do you have a favorite i like all kinds of cereal. i like all cereal pretty much generally speaking i will eat any cereal you place in front of me it doesn't it. have to be sugary no. sweet no anything i love oatmeal I actually love whole grain. Uh, uh, grape nuts is one of my favorites. Really? Love Ooh. those. Life cereal is my, another My grandparents, really good one. when they were old, yeah. my age now, uh, they used to eat Special K. Yeah, that's like, good. Um, no, not me. Let's see. Uh, the, the wheat squares. What is Shredded it? Wheat. Uh, Shredded like wheat. Shredded wheat. Love that. Yeah. I used to eat that as like. Now, I used to like that, and you can sometimes find it. I don't think it's in a regular brand. Where it would have inside, it would have like blueberries or strawberries. I like it that way. And I would eat it like candy, just like a snack. Oh, yeah. Of course, I eat all my cereal like a snack. Yeah, me too. I put milk on it. I still do uh, cinnamon. uh, uh, Toast crunch? No, cinnamon um, Oreos. Yeah, I do cinnamon (laughs) Oreos. Yesterday was National Oreos Day. Um, I do. I can't Cheerios. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Cheerios. Honey nut Cheerios are no, one of my cinnamon, favorites. Apple cinnamon are oh, the better. Honey nut out of the box in a handful. Good eat to go. That, and frosted flakes. Those yeah. are my two favorites. Pretty much any cereal I will eat that way by the handful. I mean literally anything. But like uh grape nuts is one of my favorites. Shredded wheat is one of my mm, favorite. Wow. Uh there was an old one, I haven't seen it in a while. Cracklin' Oat brand, which oh, was yeah? really, really yeah. good. Uh, you you got to get your brand in. You're getting old. Well, I like the I like the the <laughs> grain cereals a lot. Um, sugary ones are okay, but you know for some reason I've always kind of liked the the healthier the ones yeah. for you. That's yeah, nice. which is weird. But yeah, it is. Because I don't like anything else healthy. <laughs> yes, you do. You like steak. You like vegetables. I drink bacon <laughs> grease out of the can. Come on, I am not healthy. 
I can only <laughs> look at me. Nobody is. would consider me healthy. <laughs> Just looking at me, nobody would. And you walk every day. Yeah. I mean, you what a healthy specimen. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am. That's why I'm 300 pounds overweight. <laughs> Just a picture of health. Not really, but um, it's also National Be Heard Day. Each year on the seventh day of March, National Be Heard Day encourages small businesses across the country to make their presence known. It's a day to recognize them over the 145 million small businesses in the United States. Because we are such a a big business-dominated country that we have to think about these small businesses. So think about a small business today. Definitely. Absolutely. It's also National Flapjack Day. I think that kind of tells you. Flapjack Day? Flapjack Day, yes. Which I thought, I'm just plain old pancake girl from way back. Nothing special. Well, flapjacks are just plain old. Yeah, well, pancakes, yeah. Aren't they? But you can buy like but you can get like butt wheat flapjacks, and now you can get you know um, gluten free flapjacks. And, yeah, just plain old pancakes. That's all. Yeah, I, need. I need to stay away from gluten. Now here's one that I've never done. And I'm guessing you haven't, but I'm not 100% sure. It's also National Crown Roast of Pork Day. Have you ever made a... It has the bones that go up in the middle, and it's like around it. Oh, yeah. No I, no, I haven't. Yeah. I, I don't That's, know. I that, thought that was leg of lamb. No, because that would just be one leg. This is a crown. I mean, this is like... There, there's the picture. Yeah. It's kind of pretty, but yeah. it's like way out of my league, too. I don't know. It's like a tomahawk steak. Um, kind of, where you set all of them on edge, and they all went up into this. The crown yeah. is from the legs or the yeah. bones going up in the middle. Never done it. Ah. It's way too expensive to cut of meat for me, I'm sure. Ooh, interesting. The recipe of the day is the lazy banana breakfast. <laughs> it's toast with, looks like chocolate on there and bananas sliced on top of it what do you think my stomach is crawling lazy banana (laughs) lazy banana breakfast so it doesn't cut itself you got to cut it or what i mean why what what qualifies that banana as lazy when you're in a hurry i think that's casting aspersions on an innocent banana who's just lying around Minding its own business, and all of a sudden, everybody calls it lazy. I think that's I think that's wrong, Kathy. I think you it's you wrong. take a slice of bread. You take some of that hazelnut rattel. Ha- no, it's not rattel. What is that hazelnut spread called? That chocolate. You know, you get it. Kind Nutella. Of the, Nutella. Yeah, yeah Nutella. Which spread is... that on there. Then slice some bananas on it, and then they have an option for sprinkle a little cinnamon on there too, if you want. But that's a banana. That's a lazy breakfast banana. Lazy banana breakfast. Saying. Poor banana. (laughs) You know, you brought up one other thing before we get out of here really quick. Jim and I coming in this morning on our national news. We heard uh, um, Disney is making some changes again. And and this this is, uh, oh, it's the Song of the South. Disney's Song of the South, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, Because it refers to... Back in the southern days where we had slavery right. and all of that, um, there there's a parade that Disney has, and they are they've changed, they're revamping it 
because they don't want to offend anybody. The parade? Yeah. Is that what you said? And oh, the music. Okay. Well, that has been under fire for decades. I mean, they, that's been a, uh, there have been a lot of people upset with that for a long, long time. You know, I, I, okay, they pull zippity doo dah. Yeah. So I think we all know it. Right. Zippity doo sure. dah, zippity doo Jiminy day. Cricket sings it. My, oh, my, what a wonderful yeah. day. Plenty of sunshine. Okay. It's a 1946 movie, from, right. uh, The Song of the South, that Disney has used out in Disneyland. Right. Um, from there. But they are they are making a change now and getting rid of that song because it talks it it talks about racist. Uh, well, you know, comes I the mean, plantations, the whole, you know. The whole the black, show is pretty racist. Yeah, Uncle I mean, Remus. It's, yeah, it's but, pretty. You got that. Well, yeah, loody, loody, master. I don't don't tell some stories. You know, why wouldn't you find that offensive? If I don't. You are somebody that. Why would you not find do, that okay, offensive? Okay, did you did you find Aunt Jemima offensive on the box of pancakes? To me, I saw that as an ode to her cooking that we want people to realize this is Aunt Jemima's original recipe pancakes. You know, they are made from love and distinction over years and years. A hundred years. You know, type thing. And the same thing for this Song of the South and zippity doo -dah. To me, it's... Harkens it's, back to a good old time of <laughs> degrading other human beings. Yep, that's a great old story. I'm guessing that the guy who sang that song in the movie probably made a little bit of money. I don't know about that. It. it was back in the days when you were under contract. You got paid whatever <laughs> they felt like giving you. Um yeah, the studio controlled all that back in the day. But now I, you know, I, I'm i not going down this rabbit hole. What I think is never, nobody's ever going to agree with what I think. So there's no reason, there's no reason to have the screaming confrontation. I just, I will avoid it. Well, but, Disney Disney has done the same thing. It's, well, uh, the, it's apparently the, the Splash Mountain ride uh, where you get on the log, you know, and you go down in and that song plays there so back in 2020 uh the ride was retooled and they've been retooling it and now the new ride is up and um splash mountain is no longer there and it features disney's first black princess now okay well so i uh, okay i i good for disney i i got a lot more problems with disney than uncle remus so uh <laughs> yeah yeah but right. the problem is they own everything, Kathy. There yes, isn't anything that Disney or do. Apple doesn't own. You're everything on right. Earth belongs to them. You so, are about right there. Well, I should say every creative property on Earth belongs <laughs> to those two. Anyway. All right. I'm done. I'm done. No, you're not. You have a, you have a job to do oh, yet. Oh, come on. Come on. Get it done. <sighs> I got tomorrow so you got I some for tomorrow i don't have anything for today but i got a couple for tomorrow i don't have any for today i gotta find my birthday book so we're out of luck on birthdays hey get your birthdays in here because yeah. we give away four cupcakes from my dessert cafe a free small drink from the coffee lodge and a beautiful bouquet of flowers from 
Geyshen Creek. You don't want to miss out on that. Drawing is uh, Friday. So make sure you get your birthdays in here. We have an anniversary today. And on the line at the end of the month is a drawing for 50 bucks from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home. And eligible for that drawing is Karina and Lyle Stutzman. Their anniversary is today. Happy anniversary. So happy anniversary to you. You're going to be in the hat as soon as I can find the hat for the anniversaries. Now it's time. Excuse me. Hang on. My tummy was fighting me there for a moment. Uh, Elks, I'm, I've got to mention this to my wife. i got a feeling we might be hitting the Elks Lodge Friday. Yes. Uh, fish all you can eat, beef and noodles, jumbo shrimp, and oh. New York strip steak. Uh-huh. And uh, that comes with salabar. Excuse me. And we're going to give away a dinner on Thursday that you can use for anything but the steak. So you yeah. can have one of their regular thirteen ninety five meals. All right. So any of those, Friday night, um, if you want care out, 935-5511. And we are a drop-off place for Bread of Life Food Pantry. They're uh, in the middle of their homeless program trying to collect things for that. Crock-pots, foreman grills, toaster ovens, manual handheld can openers, washcloths, bath towels, regular blankets. They'll take money marked for the homeless program. Uh, They're open for donations. Drop any of those off Monday 3 to 7, Wednesday 11 to 3, Friday 11 to 3, or bring them here, and we'll take care of it for you. We'll drop them off for you. We'll do that. All right, that's all I got. All right. We will be back tomorrow morning. Okay. Right after the 9 o'clock news. Yes, we will. With another version of we the will. What's Your Opinion show. It Tomorrow will be a beautiful day. Yeah, I did it again! The heart is a bloom.